Hi, I'm Tig Notaro from Premium Blend nine years ago, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with our musical guests, Opium Moon. Say hi, Opium Moon. Hello. Hello. And I'm sorry I blasted your ears out with the big and. That happens sometimes. It's just uh, it's part of the... Part of what wakes us up to do the next segment. And now joining us on the line from, I don't know, someplace here in Southern California. Yes. Is a director who has worked with Opium Moon and done some other really exciting things. And now welcome to but Radio Fall, Rocco Academy Pellet. Award uh, nominated director oh. of the iconic music documentary Genghis Blues, which is going to be having its 20th anniversary right about now. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Rocco Bellic. Thank you, Andres. It's uh, good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Now, Lily gave a great shout-out to Genghis Blues, but but really what I'm interested in is as your relationship to this, how you've collaborated with this band, Opium Moon. You know, um, it's actually related to Genghis Blues because Genghis Blues is a, a film about um, musicians, and... I am not a musician myself, but um, that working on that film, that was my first movie, it really made me um, expand my, my musical horizons. So that movie is something we shot in Siberia. Some of the musicians um, were from the Republic of Tuva, where people do throat singing. Um, and uh, the star of the film was a blues musician from America. And I had basically been exposed to American music growing up a little bit of uh, Eastern European music because of my um, my family, but um, but you know my mind got blown uh, when I started listening to more world music, and when Lily called me a year or two ago and told me about Opium Moon and shared some of the tracks with me, it felt as if everything that I had been interested in in terms of music and fusion of music and sort of cross-pollination of different um, wisdoms of music coming together, it, it felt like all that was, was rolled into one with Opium Moon, and it was, it was kind of the, the pinnacle of my search for, for great world music. Um, so that's, that's my relationship to Opium Moon, which is the first time I heard it, I was just mesmerized and just enthralled and, you know, instantly in some sort of, you know, trance state because of... Um, what they've done. 
Thank you. If that makes any sense. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So, Lily, when you when you sent him the music, how, was it because of you were a fan of Genghis Blues, or do you know each other from... Well, we met at uh, when he was uh, actually uh, had just been nominated for the Academy Award and was at some Hollywood thing, and I was playing with P-Funk with George Clinton, and uh, and I walked up to him and his brother, Roku and, and Adrian Bellick, and uh, they told me about the film, and I sang them a Chinese song, and uh, and we became fast friends, and uh, and we just just like you know when you when you know people and you just know you're from the same tribe, and we became friends for you know for life, and then uh, and he actually uh, Roko directed the video for uh, the single from one of my last solo records, uh, Strawberry Street, uh, which we performed on the Tonight Show, and uh, and then I called him when we wanted to do a video for the, the single, the seven minute single, <laughs> um, on our record, Opium Moon record. Um, and we actually, and it debuted on NPR, and that was kind of the linchpin of our Grammy campaign, which ended up being uh, victorious. Successful, so. yes. And do you have any plans to, to do work in the future? Well. Broco is a lifer. I've probably called on all of my favors with him. <laughs> but, uh, never, never. never? Oh, really. Whenever we've never will... exhausted those favors, it's all, it's mutually likewise, wonderful. So likewise, let me know whatever you know, and uh, and we're making our next record. So you know, uh, let's talk. <laughs> um, there you go. There you go. Cool. I'll expect a call soon, Lily. Okay. Yay. And before we get into our musical divination, what are you? What else are you working on currently? Uh, you know, I'm uh, I, I'm coming from about 20 years of documentary filmmaking, and I'm I'm shifting gears towards a, a feature narrative film, um, a story that just captivated me. I can't talk too much about it, but ultimately it gets at some of the sort of big questions about what it means to be human. Um, so it revolves around a character who was who was born in a completely inhumane environment, and for 20 years had no idea. Um, that people could be kind or compassionate, and uh, and when he ended up breaking free from that environment, it was a prison, uh, a, a very far away remote prison camp. When he broke free, he sort of was inspired, um, looking for food, and actually discovered that the world existed and and human compassion and kindness was something he experienced for the first time as a twenty year old. So it's it's a it's a, just an amazing story uh, that. Uh, that I heard about, true story that um, that I've written a script about and, and I'm working on. Wow! Wow! Exciting! Cool. Well, with that all as context, what is your question for the pop oracle of Opium Moon's music? It, it's directly related to that story, actually. Um, something I take for granted and something that's very important in my life is love, and it's something we often don't question and I've, I've I've thought recently if if you had never experienced love if you came from another planet and you just didn't know what it was never experienced it had no idea how would you explain what love is okay well I think we're going to have a song that's going to tell you that. So now to engage the pop oracle, we have we have used up the wheel of eight. The, we have exhausted the radio eight cards. We are now down to the binary oracular divinatory tool, or as you may know it, the coin. We call it the radio eight coin. We have, there are two songs left on the board. If it lands on heads, 
It's going to be song number three. How can I pray when the beloved is all I see? And if it comes up tails, it's going to be song number eight, Opium Moon. One of those is going to be the answer to your question about how you would describe love to someone who had never experienced it. And now, I'm now going to flip the Radio 8 coin. It's Tales, song number eight, Opium Moon.
And that was Opium Moon from Opium Moon. The answer wow. to Roko's question, how would you describe love to some to an alien from another planet who had never experienced such a thing? And uh, in a way that uh, sort of relates to this film project that you are, you are teasing for us, because you're not really telling us what it is, but you're telling us enough. So, uh, so... Let's get. Let's go right to you, Rocco. What What were you thinking when you were listening to that song? Oh my God! You know, I, I wasn't thinking. I just. It's funny. I'm listening. You know, I was listening to it through my phone here, and I just immediately start bobbing my head. Right? It's like it's just contagious. Mm-hmm. So so, and then and then after a little while, I realized, oh my God, this is the perfect answer because love isn't about something that happens in your head. It's about something that happens in your heart and your body, and you know it's not a conscious thing. It's a, it's a, it's a visceral, subconscious, whole experience, and uh, and it's got a rhythm to it, and that's that was just grooving, man. That was awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, it may be interesting to because how related, but you know, the original name of the song before it was called Poppy Moon is the original name of the song is Pure Freedom. And so, mm. you know, love can be pure freedom. A lot mm. of times it isn't because mm. I think people, what they call it love, what they call love is not really love. It's not love where you really see the other person or acknowledge the other person. So, like, you use the other person for your things. Well, that's not love. That's uh, love interfacing with the world and fear. That's what I'm saying. So, but to, anyway, t- to me, the idea is that love we are here to learn how to love and love more. And as long as we... And, and, as long as and we I think do, what you're saying is that love love transcends those things, right? Love enables us to transcend everything. Exactly, exactly. Really. Yeah, that's yeah. The, kind of like the, the secret sauce to, to make this life beautiful and bearable and creative and everything. There you go. <laughs> At least that's how I look at it. Well, you know, I, I, the, the part that, that was particularly potent to me was the awe, the singing of the awe in unison. Uh, I have been told that, and I choose to believe it because my name is Andras, that awe <laughs> is one of the, 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 great, the sort of sacred sounds. It's in sure. Buddha. Yeah, and all the God, old sacred names contain uh, that. Yeah, that and O, uh, and O. Which I also bring up because my last name is Jones, but <laughs> I just like to say there's a lot of sacred in my name. That's that's the only place. That's where it all lives. All the sacred in me. But the but the fact of a if if someone if there was a being from another planet and I was trying to express what love meant, singing ah in unison would be might be a way to express it mm. especially if like you that. if you if you are in the same space and you're looking in the whatever eye, whatever functions for eyes on this being and you're connecting when you sing ah and look in someone's eyes you can't help but get close to that at least the a momentary agape love between that exists can exist between any two people or uh, I, I think you're bringing up the fundamental point which is that love doesn't exist in isolation. Love is about our relationship with something, whether it's the divine or, or the person we're looking at or holding or, or somebody we're thinking of. It, it, right? It's our relationship. It's not love. Inherently, is not a solitary experience. 
even if you're alone and you're feeling it, you're feeling it about or with in connection or in relationship to something else, great or small. And, and that's interesting that you said that because it's sort of the fundamental piece, I guess, which I had not thought of until you just said that. It's also consciousness. It's like when we, it's like a perspective outside of ourselves. It's, uh, you know, I, I meditate on the, the big love, the divine love in the morning because that's what I want to tune myself to. And it, it aligns my perspective with something outside of myself. So, yes, but... So I'm agreeing with you. So I'm just curious, Roko, uh, is there is there a chance that now we're gonna have there's gonna be a scene in your movie where the character does some Goes eye gazing and intoning? And <laughs> listening to Opium Moon. Of course, listen. Up, yeah, with that song playing. They definitely need to go to an Opium Moon concert. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. That's the climax of the film. Um, who knows? Who knows? It's a big. It's a big mystery. I'm I'm sort of in the beginning stages of this uh, process, but um, yeah. But but it's interesting you say that because, you know, one of the challenges as a director is to find out not just how to convey things intellectually and ideas, you know, plot points and, you know, making things clear intellectually, but, um, but to give the audience an emotional experience. And ultimately, everything in a film is in service of the emotional experience of an audience. Um, every word, every sound, every image... Um, is either inspiring positive emotions, negative emotions, something in between, you know, a mix, a combination, whatever it is. But um, but that that's ultimately what guides the way that I edit a film, and it guides the way that I pursue shooting a film. Um, and, and so you're you're just you're you're sort of getting at the heart of of the filmmaking process in that um, you know finding that thing, whether it's singing uh, in unison. You know, finding that image, that sound, that 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 um, enables an audience to empathize with the character on screen. Um, so I appreciate that tip, Andres. And if it's in there, I'll give you a little thank you. No, oh, well, just uh, invite <laughs> me to the premiere. I, I want to see Opium Moon at the after show. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for being on the show, Rocco. I really appreciate your your joining us. And now. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't seen Genghis Blues, but I'm going to correct that before the week is out. That is for sure. You have something to look forward to in your life. Yes. I wish I could see it again for the first time, but it's time again at the 20-year anniversary, which uh, this will be, this show will be uh, being broadcast at the same time, so... uh, And they're doing a big premiere, or a big 20-year reunion premiere uh, in San Francisco, right? That's right, at the Roxy Theater on July 9th. It's actually to the day, 20 years to the day. Perfect, perfect. Wonderful. Well, um, well, again, thank you for, for being a part of this, and I hope when, the fil- when your film of, uh, finds you know, completion that we can have you back on to talk about it. Tell us what it was. Andres, you're wonderful. It has been a treat. Uh, you know, you're thanking me, but it was wonderful, uh, Lily and Itai, and, you know, to hear you guys play. 
It was great to speak with you, Andres, and I, I do look forward to doing something fun again together. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. Shortwave Radio. I found that you could get language programs on some of the former radio stations. I ran into a very strong Radio Moscow signal. So I said, oh, you know all about geography, huh? I said, okay, whatever happened to Tanu Tuba? There was this whistling that was melodic somehow. This is what it takes to be a movie star, man. I don't want no part of it. He has apparently picked up a tuning way of singing on his own. someone want to check out tuba oh i don't think it would be the place for a middle of the road or it's one of the last sort of adventure outposts on the planet